You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay, brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of Think Brick Australia. On today's podcast, I'd like to welcome back Jack Gill, our engineering team lead. And we're going to talk about getting in shape today and a little bit of drying, but it's probably not what we first think of that. Nothing to do with exercise. Welcome, Jack. Thanks for having me, Elizabeth. So where we got on our last podcast is that we've got all the mixture together and we're about to turn this mixture into bricks. Yeah. And look, where we are now is we've actually got our mixture. So this is you know, part two of this series on manufacturing process. We've got our mixture that we've put through our sort of mixing bowl. We've put in our clays and our waters and we've blended that all up to get this sort of homogenous clay mixture. And now we need to think about how we're going to actually shape this mixture into the bricks that we sort of know so well, the ones that we see on the job site and the ones that we see getting put into our buildings. So what are the two basic things that we're going to look at, Jack? I've got here in front of me, there's semi-dry pressed bricks and there's extruded bricks. Let's maybe start with semi-dry pressed bricks. Yeah, absolutely. So with our dry pressed bricks or our semi-dry pressed bricks, this is sort of your traditional methodology and your traditional shaping method for creating a brick. And so it's exactly what it actually sounds like. We get a semi-dry mixture and our clay mixture in this case, which has about 10 to 12% water content. And now this is important because this is sort of the delineating factor between these shaping methodologies. So we have this mixture with that 10 to 12% of water content, and we actually press that into a mold. And that's sort of what we've historically done when we're making bricks, whether they're out of clay or whether they're out of mud. We actually get that mixture, which is dry enough to fall under its own weight. And that actually falls into a steel mold or a die box in which it's then compressed into the finished brick shape. And so uh, this sort of brick is very smooth and very straight and it has sharp edges and a frog. What do we call a frog in a brick sense? So, yeah, with a frog, if you can imagine, that's actually your shallow depression or your inset that you actually get in a dry-pressed brick. So when your mixture is being pressed into that mould and then lifted back up, you actually get left with that little depression or that little inset, which actually allows for a more even firing process when that brick actually goes into the kiln, which we'll touch on a little bit more in our next episode. And what I love about the semi-dry pressed bricks are these ones that are all pressed individually as opposed to what we're going to talk next, which is about extruded bricks. But while we're on frogs that are green, we also call the bricks green here. What does that mean? Yeah, so it's another one of those definitional words, again, that we use in the industry. And it's one that we use to describe a brick that hasn't been fired yet. So we use green here. Obviously, they're not physically green in appearance we use it in terms of green meaning new sort of that traditional use of the word green and then when it goes from being extruded or being pressed it then gets left to dry as a green brick 
And then after the firing process, we no longer have a green brick. We have a brick that's ready to go. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Jack. Now, what we're going to talk about next is I'm going to ask you about extruded bricks. So we've talked about semi-dry pressed bricks, all done individually with the sharp edges and a frog. Talk to me about extruded bricks. So with extruded bricks, these are also known as wire cut bricks. And these are the most common brick type that we see in today's modern manufacturing processes, particularly in Australia. So we, we talked about the water content of our brick or our clay mixture before. So with semi-dry press bricks, we had 10 to 12% water content. With extruded bricks, these are actually made with a clay mixture that has 18 to 25% water content. So you can see in some cases, depending on the type of bricks we're making, they might actually have double the percentage of water in that mixture. Mm. And obviously, if you think about that from if you've ever made a cake and you've added too much butter or if you've added too much water, obviously that makes the mixture a lot runnier, Mm. which means we have to alter the process in which we use to shape those bricks. In this case, what we actually do with that mixture is we actually force it into an auger or a horizontal cone-shaped tube, which actually tapers down to a die or something that actually extrudes the brick mixture out, almost like squeezing the last bit of toothpaste. I always think of it like that when I see it in the plants. Yeah, I think that's the best way to explain Mm. it. It's almost like rolling up that clay mixture in that toothpaste tube, feeding it through that auger and getting that really nice uniform cross-section of brick that's being spat out the other side. And so what you end up getting when it comes out the other end of this auger is a continuous column of clay, which is the same dimensions as a brick in terms of width and length. But obviously we have to cut that down through using a wire or some sort of cutting mechanism into each of those individual bricks. And if you've ever seen videos of cheese getting made at a cheese factory, they use that nice big long piece of taut wire to cut the cheese. We essentially do the same thing with our manufacturing plants here for bricks. We use that wire and we cut that long brick tube into individual pieces. And it really is quite cost effective and this is obviously the mass production aspect of bricks. Jack, just before we go on to glazing, what other things can be done at this stage of brick production? So at this stage, we mentioned before that with the column of clay that you're getting here or that sort of long piece of uncut brick, although this is inherently smooth, extruded bricks at this stage of the process might be patterned or textured mechanically or they might have selected minerals and products sprinkled on the brick face before the firing process. And essentially this is down to the aesthetics and the type of brick that we're making in our process here. So one of the types of bricks that has been really popular over the years has been glazed bricks. And we're probably up to the point where we can talk about when a glaze is applied. Absolutely. So obviously glazed bricks are highly versatile and we're seeing them being used more and more in in different applications, especially in our Think Brick Awards that we run each year. And these are available in your various shapes, sizes, colours and finishes. But at this stage of the process and, and where we're at, whether we've pressed our bricks or we've extruded our bricks and we've cut them into their individual pieces, this is now the part of the manufacturing processes where any finishes or glazes that we might want, they are then applied onto our brick faces. 
And I guess as well at this point they're resilient to staining water and any frost damage before they go to the next stage, which is drying. So now we've got our green bricks and they've Mm -hmm. been cut. But I mentioned before, we have a brick mixture that has a very high water percentage in them. So after being shaped through this dry pressed or extrusion process, a brick could contain anywhere between 7 to 30% moisture. And if we were to place this directly into a kiln, into our large ovens where we're going to be firing these bricks, we're going to get cracking. And cracking is going to occur on every single one of these bricks, depending on the content. Because of this, we need to make sure we dry our bricks out prior to going in the kiln. Really important point there. What are the two main methods of drying? So we have two methods here, and the first is natural drying, and the latter is artificial drying. Mm -hmm. We'll touch on natural drying first. It's a little bit easier in terms of its definitions, and it is essentially what it suggests. It's natural drying of the green bricks. So we might actually have the bricks drying in a shed or externally or wherever we actually want to put them. And this allows us to save fuel necessary to generate the heat that is needed to actually dry bricks. And I think, you know, Jack, just jumping in here, we often see these things on YouTube or TikTok where you've got individual people doing in third world countries making bricks and they pretty much just leave them in the sun out to dry. Perfect. Exactly. The sun is our best super weapon, really. <laughs> it's it's great. And it does exactly that. If you put them out in the sun, they will sit there. And for however long you need to reduce that water content in your brick, you can leave them sitting out in the sun before beginning that firing process. So, Jack, we've said the sun is our best friend, but what is there sort of other considerations with regards to natural drying? If we're talking from a large scale perspective and brick manufacturing, it's worth mentioning that natural drying does lead to extra handling, which may be necessary to transport the individual bricks back and forth from whichever desired drying location there is, which again results in higher labour costs and a greater risk of damage to these green bricks. So it's worth considering what the best drying methodology is when we're looking at producing our bricks. So now we're going to move into artificial drying. What are the key steps there? So with artificial drying, we actually tailor the drying process for the bricks and sort of assist them in their drying timeline. So firstly, the water or the moisture that's within these cut bricks is then evaporated in a drying chamber, which has temperatures ranging from anywhere between 38 degrees Celsius up to 204 degrees Celsius. So they can get quite warm. And how long does this sort of drying time normally take artificially? Yeah, so dependent on the bricks that we're creating, it can be anywhere usually between 24 to 48 hours. Okay, so then again, we're probably looking at heat and humidity being regulated so that we avoid the cracking that we were worried about before. But how does artificial drying affect pressed bricks, for example, as opposed to extruded bricks? So with pressed bricks, these are usually stacked directly in the kiln and dried either by a small fire or by hot exhaust gases from adjacent kilns. And the great thing about the manufacturing process for bricks when we're looking through a sustainability lens is that often the excessive heat that we get from those kilns where we're firing the bricks, we can often use that in adjacent drying chambers and actually use that heat to actually dry our bricks before they even go into the kiln. So it's great in terms of a resource usage perspective. And so, Jack, what do we need to think about with extruded bricks? 
So with extruded bricks with a lower moisture content, these are set directly onto kiln cars, which if you can imagine a large trolley that the bricks actually sit on, these are set onto those and these will pass through drying and firing without the additional handling or resetting. So essentially once the bricks have been cut, we can put them onto a cart and that cart will be used for both the drying and the firing stage of the process. And then that really takes us to the next stage, which we're going to talk about in our next podcast, which is firing up. So just in summary, Jack, and thank you for taking us through the differences between the semi-dry pressed bricks, the extruded bricks and the different processes there, and then when glazing is applied, when drying can occur either naturally or artificially, and then I guess getting those extruded or dry pressed bricks ready for firing. We've touched on all those things today. And those other definitions we learned today, which is green bricks, which are those bricks that have been extruded or dry pressed, but not fired or dried. And then frogs, which are the indent of the semi dry pressed bricks that you see on those individual bricks. Have I covered that all, Jack? I think so. As, as we mentioned, we've sort of the motif of making the cake remains, but essentially, even though there are a few of those different definitions that we've covered here today, the process is basically like mixing something up and cooking it up ready to use in your buildings. And we're about to get fired up about part three, so stay tuned. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.